0: Lopez wants it away.
1: And it's a deep to left center. Andrew Jones
0: on the run. This one has a chance. Come run! Mike Piazza and the Knicks lead 3-2. to two. That was Mike Piazza's post-9-11 homer on September 21st, 2001. The first sporting event to be held in New York City. After the 9-11 terrorist attacks. And I thought that it was an important memory. An important homer. Arguably the most important homer in Major League Baseball history. And New York Mets history. It helped heal New York. And I thought with the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Coming up this weekend. I just wanted to remind people how sports can be a beautiful thing. It is a way to unite it is a way to heal it is an escape for people from the real world and i feel that now more than ever we need to be reminded of that it is not a way to divide it is a way to bring us closer together maxwell on that summer note how are you doing buddy
1: not bad. I mean, that, was very, uh, that was very well said,
0: Victor. Yeah, thank you. I know. I try. I Sometimes, sometimes I can be very articulate and very uh, ed- yeah. educated. No, that, that was very well. Yeah, but welcome to another edition of Old School Sport. Max, happy holidays, my friend. We made it. We made it. First week of the NFL season. I know NBA is your sport, Max. The NFL is mine. I can't wait to get into it. We have a great segment today that was actually your idea. Put up or shut up. We're going to list. <laughs> do we decide five or three players, Max? We're going to... Uh, three. Three. Okay. Three players. Put up or shut up. Have the most pressure heading into the upcoming NFL season. We'll talk a little bit about week one of college football. Some exciting games. We'll give our picks. Max, first time we've been able to do that since the uh, last year. Picks for week one, but first let's get into it with the list of the week. Very, very football heavy, Max. You can throw some basketball in this episode, but let's start off with... So, Max, me and you both went to Oswego. Unfortunately, we did not have a football program. I don't know about you, Max, but if I could do it all over again, am very thankful I got to meet you and some other people, but I would not do Oswego over again. And I figured that we would have some fun with this three college football experiences we would like to experience one day or, or if we could go back in time, we would choose so that we could be a part of. So Max, number three for you.
1: Number three for me is, uh, believe it or not, the University of Texas. Okay. Uh, when, I was little, when I was a little kid, that was always one of my favorite schools. Like, you know, the whole Vince Young era was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, if I could be in school, if I go back to college, I would love to go back to college, especially, you know, during the uh, Vince Young era at Texas.
0: Yeah, so I'm a little, I'm a little lucky because my team growing up was Notre Dame, and shout out Mike Albert, his brother, his older brother Joe Albert was actually accepted into Notre Dame, went to Notre Dame, was part of the student marching band. So I got to witness and experience a couple of Notre Dame games, some classics, uh, including the year they went undefeated and lost to Alabama in the championship game I want to say that was 2012 it was a triple overtime game they beat Pitt to to remain undefeated and so that's not on my list but coming in at number 3 for me it's actually Alabama just because I feel like with how dominant they are you can't witness a bad game you you know more times than not it's going to end with a victory and that crowd that environment has to be electric even though even though I have seen some games where it's a blowout in the second half then fans do leave early. I would like to experience a game uh definitely between an SEC team if not a true rival, but Alabama is three for me. Yeah, you know,
1: I mean especially with all the pros they had their all time, you
0: know? Yeah, exactly. You never know which uh, future superstar you're gonna see playing that game. So that's a good point too, Max. Max, the only the only problem with Alabama and why I would never want to go to a big southern school like that fuck frat life dude I uh, listen yeah shout out to all my friends who did frats and they're cool and everything I get that Uh, they're the exception but I I could never withstand a hazing period let alone one in the south it's not worth it in my opinion but anyway uh, (laughs) unwarranted shots I digress continue with your list Maxwell uh, number two for me is uh, USC. Wow, that's a good one, Max. Um, that was that was uh, that was close to making my list. But go ahead.
1: Yeah, no, I would even put that if we we're doing like a strictly basketball one. That'd probably be a school I'd like to go to too. I mm-hmm. think it's like a untapped potential, such for basketball out there. But um, no, US, I just feel like that'd be really cool to have a lot of like you know night games at six o'clock or whatever, and mm-hmm. then after the game you can do whatever the hell you want, and you know Hollywood's there. It's in LA, so, you know, there's a lot of things, go to the games. I think it
0: would just be cool. Yeah, no, that's a good one, Max, and especially for football, playing in the uh, Rose Bowl, the mm-hmm. Coliseum, I think, would be a very cool environment to experience, a very cool stadium, historic stadium, obviously. So, no, that, that definitely came close to making my list. Max, number two for me is the Big House, University of Michigan. And obviously, I love Jim Harbaugh. You know this. I think that he's a great football coach, even though you could argue expectations have not been met at Michigan. But I I say this every time the Giants, which has been more than I would have liked. Every time the Giants have a head coaching vacancy, I would give Harbaugh a blank check. That's how much I believe in him. I think the big house... I, I mean, I saw a video of them singing the entire Big House singing um, Mr. Blond's side and, and I got goosebumps from just watching the video I couldn't imagine being there so number two for me is Michigan
1: yeah no that's a that place gets rowdy not that I watch a lot of college football but I mean you, if you're a sportsman you gotta know Michigan you know that place is a madhouse
0: yeah yeah no definitely and uh, number one on the top of your list next
1: number one for me even though they suck now. They got their asses kicked this past week against Alabama. It's gotta be the U. I think going to the University of Miami would be so cool. You know, you're in Miami, even though the football team stuff kind of sucks. But I just think mm-hmm. the the pregame and you know that after the game would be would be really fun. And especially you know talk about Miami's heyday when they had all those guys on the team. Could you imagine seeing all those like guys around campus
0: and shit? Oh, and dude. Be so cool. Dude, that would be unreal. I but that's the thing. If we if we could have like broken this into past experiences, Miami would definitely top the list. The, yeah. only, the only reason for me that it's not on my list is because they no longer have their own stadium in which they play at. They play yeah. at Dolphin Stadium, so I feel like it loses some of that specialness. Yes,
1: doesn't have the college atmosphere, that's what's really hurting them, I think.
0: Exactly. But everything else, I mean the party life, the tailgate dude, I can't even imagine the Miami tailgate.
1: I saw some videos on my timeline, even though um, like the pre game before the game against Alabama, but it was just Miami fans going crazy and a bunch of old <laughs> old people up for Alabama just sitting there watching them like go crazy or whatever. So, you know, that's what I'm about. Have a good time. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: I kinda yeah, I could just imagine that. I could just see a bunch of old Alabama uh, men with long beards, just looking at, with like a face of disappro- uh, yeah, disapproval, just a disgust. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I also love with Miami too, Max. I don't know about your take, but how they have legends on the sidelines for so many yeah. of their games—Michael Irvin, Ed Reed—it uh, just goes to show you how yeah, committed. Edward James that... is there too. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Reggie Wayne. Uh, so many of these. Legends, not only college-wise but professionally, to go back and support that program—it it really. I I don't know if many other programs match it like DU does, but no. It's that, a
1: shame how they're not. You know, they they used to be a like Alabama and it? it's just a shame how they're just they haven't been like that for a while.
0: Yeah, dude, and you know what's the craziest thing? Do you remember that second part of that documentary? Oh, All the, the Ravens Al-
1: sign Le'Veon Bell. Sorry to cut you off, Victor.
0: Oh, the Ravens <laughs> sign Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, yeah, I could, I, I could have saw that coming. I saw a report yesterday saying yeah. they were looking at veteran court, uh, veteran running backs. So I thought that was gonna happen sooner than later. But Max, did you watch that second part of the U documentary? Yeah, dude, the allegations against them weren't even anything uh, true. It, none of it was actually of any substance. So everything that held them back, everything that hurt their program, was yeah. all for nothing.
1: Remember a Sports Illustrated came out with how the how the NCAA rid the University of Miami football. Right? Yeah, how they were calling for
0: the death penalty, like they did to SMU. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I
1: just, you know, I mean, I know when we're talking heat, I get mad about the media, but I don't know, Victor, for some odd reason, it feels like a lot of people, like especially college and you know, media members uh, in general, it's something about Miami people just don't like. I don't know what it is. Because like if another school did that, it's like did Miami really do that? that yeah. Like now they're getting paid, you know.
0: Now athletes get paid. Well, you got, it, you know. Well, you also got to rem- now. This really only goes with Miami, Max. But you got to remember the image that Miami had. They won, and they yeah. let you know they were winning. Like they, yeah, they
1: told you about it. Yeah. Yeah
0: they they rubbed your nose in it, and that that rubbed people the wrong way. I mean, even think uh, think about the first documentary, Catholics versus convicts, uh, Notre Dame yeah. being being the you know flagship of college football winning yeah. a certain way type of thing and then Miami comes in they're doing these dances they're running up the scoreboard yeah. all of that they're you know not really taking into consideration sportsmanship so that rubbed the people who who viewed it
1: well, let's be honest,
0: Victor. It's old white people, you know. That's yeah, sad. exactly. That's well, sad. I was I was trying to I was trying to go around that, but old school no, type saying, people. Gives a shit? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's old, yeah, old
1: ass white people
0: always mad about everything. Yeah, what the hell is this? that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it really is. It really is. But so that's why I think Miami more than anything. But Max, I, you know what I came to? I'm not a realization, but you know what I thought about not too long ago. It's kind of crazy because. I felt this way about Vegas, and I feel like the same argument could be said about Miami. I feel like there's so much going on in Miami that you have to be good for people to pay attention to you, for you to have a strong fan base. Because think about Miami, beautiful weather, beautiful girls and all that. There's plenty to do other than going to a professional sports game. So you need to attract a crowd by being good and being worth watching.
1: That's perfectly said, especially for, you know, I remember during the victory era, uh, you know, Will Bond and all them idiots on ESPN would complain about how he fans aren't even there. Started the first quarter. Yeah, because, you know, Miami has a bar in their side their arena. So, you know, people go to the bar. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yep. You
1: know, then, you know, when fourth quarter comes around, you know, it's, it's, you know, people are there. But, like, yeah, no, that's good. That's that's a good point. There's so much to do in Miami, like Vegas. So, like, you know, once things you know, the game starts going, all right now we'll go to the game type of thing. But you know, it's not like Chicago works, you know, minus degrees outside and you gotta stay inside your Willbond, so pipe down.
0: Yeah, exactly. It, dude, you I I will say this, I do hate today's sports media. I've always liked Will though.
1: Eh, he's kinda of rubbed me the wrong way the past couple of years. When I was when I was in middle school, I loved him and Kornheiser, but once I got older and basically you know, the heat got became good and he just hated them because Well, of the Chicago, yeah. Yeah, and so that's when I'm like,
0: you know what? Just shut up. But yeah, I, I used to like Yeah, and PTI, dude, that show always gets overlooked. That was one of the best mm-hmm. shows, in my opinion, growing up. Yeah, I used
1: to only watch that, to be honest
0: with you. Yeah, dude, I couldn't wait. I, I used to get so excited because they gave you, like, a preview with that bar on the side of what yeah. was coming up. So, like, I always got excited when I saw, like, one of my teams on the bar because I was like, oh, wow, it's big enough news that they, like, ma- yeah. they made it. Um and finally, just to wrap up my list, I'm actually going with LSU and Death Valley. I I just think that that's I
1: was thinking about putting LSU on my list. Yeah,
0: I mean, there's so many. I I I thought about Penn State, but LSU to me, first off, I love their head coach right now, Coach O. I I I think he's the man. I I love his voice. He he's just a true Cajun. Um, but yeah, LSU obviously a historic. Program uh, they had success of late when Joe Burrow was there. They they had the disappointing loss to UCLA, but you know the football environment is always optimistic, always electric year in and year out. Playing in the SEC, I'm going with LSU at number one for me.
1: Real quick, by LSU, could you imagine well, what was that quarterback when it was Jarvis Landry and OBJ? Was Zach Met? What was his name? That quarterback Mettenberger.
0: Oh, yeah. Zach Mettenberger. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, that's one of the all-time tragedies, I think. Well, that I, you know, I'm not a big college football fan, but I got to think, you know, re- recent years, that they had those two receivers, and that guy couldn't do anything Dude. he had a cannon of an arc.
0: No, I completely agree with you. <laughs> I completely agree with you. And I I, rem- I mean, you think about some of the players, uh, Patrick Peterson, Tyron Matthew. Yeah. LSU has had some studs mm-hmm. the last decade. Agreed. No, agreed. Also, I love, dude, Here, here's the one thing about college football, and then we'll get into week one, that I kind of love about it too. Love and hate type of thing. LSU had that one year where they were the best program in the entire nation. And then I feel the, like they and, do
1: that a lot, like once a decade. Yeah. Just on the outside looking in. I feel like
0: that happens a lot with them. Uh, yeah, so do I, because Joe Burrow... Right. First year, um, was it a first or second, a second year starting with LSU brings them to national championship wins it all. And then they go into the middle of the pack on ranked team. It, it's, it's crazy how they just, they were just the best team for one year. And then they go back, uh, not, not fall into an abyss because they're still as LSU, they still in the best conference in the nation, but not on that same level that they were for that championship year not even close yeah but i don't know it definitely a, a little bit of inconsistency in terms of quality of the program but good list maxwell i think that both of us named some good uh good stadiums good programs and I uh, hope to get to some of them someday now max uh how was your labor day weekend
1: uh didn't really do much once my uh, grandmother's house for dinner hung out with some of the family that's
0: really about it. You know, you get to a certain age, you don't really do much anymore.
1: Okay, dude, <laughs> don't act like you're 40. Oh, my. What should I do?
0: I mean, maybe have a couple of brews with your friends. I saw... No, dude, you definitely had a couple of drinks. I saw some of your tweets. You were going... Oh, dude, speaking of which, speaking of tweets, how did uh, you like the new album? Certified Bitch Boy or something? Did Drake name it after you?
1: Oh, Certified Lover Boy? Uh, I don't know. I was a Drake fan. Wasn't his... Uh, I thought it was, the
0: album was okay. Really? Because it seems like nowadays Drake could take a shit and record it, and everyone would love it, and it would go atop the uh, well top one hundred. I mean,
1: you want to call me forty years old, Victor? All you listen to is Eminem, and, and in he the has 2000s, cl- And track.
0: he has some classics. And the older the music, the better it is. But anyway, oh god, anyone anyway, anyway, at a bar? <laughs> anyway. Um Dude, you know what I that's did? Very,
1: with... very aggressive today. Jeez, I'm, I'm chilling. I'm, I'm... Of, uh, calling me a bitch boy on here. Dude, no, I.
0: My face, you know, at... Certified bitch boy was the name of the album. Um, it, it just reminded me of you and Drake. Anyway. Okay, well, I
1: appreciate <laughs> it. that's a compliment, man. That just, yeah, got yeah, a lot of yeah. Money yeah
0: compliment. He's yeah, got a lot of money. yeah. The Raptors, <laughs> Raptors official mascot. Give me a break. Anyway. Um. Dude, you know what I did, which sucked, but it it allowed me to watch some college football. Probably the most college football I've watched in a while. I moved, dude. Moving sucks, mm-hmm. dude. You always think that there's like less than there actually is, and I just I I was exhausted by the end of it. But it allowed me to just sit on my ass for the rest of the day, rest of the weekend, really, and watch some college football. And and there were some good games, Penn State. Was able to hold off Wisconsin on the road. Impressive victory. Impressive start to the season after. having started last year going 0-5. Their worst start in program history. Eight teams, eight teams in the top 25 lost this past weekend. Notre Dame, my team, escaped Sunday night in Tallahassee against Florida State after blowing a 38-20 point lead. They won 41-38 to in overtime. Bama, like you said, Max, dominated, dismantled the U. Max, did you, did you watch that game just quick?
1: Uh, I watched a little bit of it. Uh, I, I kind of turned it off when, I forget what, what quarter it was, but it was like a third and seven, and Miami went for a halfback draw. And I was like, oh, okay, they're just playing just to be safe. So I'm like, you know what? I, I know they don't have a chance anyways. I was like, "Oh, well, I'm wasting my time.
0: Dude. They were down twenty-seven, nothing, and they got a turnover. Right? They recovered a fumble, and they brought out the fucking turnover change, oh, yeah, the chain, dude. Yeah. That was embarrassing. And to make matters worse, the turnover was overturned, dude. So they did this whole act for absolutely nothing. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry, but more than ten points, you can't be doing the chain. You can't, dude. It it, it may yeah, maybe. Maybe 14 points you could get me, but, but not down 27 nothing. You're just embarrassing yourself at that point. I can't believe the coaches allowed it at that point. But anyway, Georgia recorded seven sacks against Clemson to upset number three overall Clemson. They held them to only three points. They won the game 10-3. to Max, did you watch much, if any, college football and any takeaways from the first week?
1: Uh, I watched the end of the Georgia-Clemson game. That's really about it, to be honest with you.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude, like, like I said, I actually watched a lot. And here's the thing that I was blown away by and I completely forgot about. This was the first time in over a year that fans were back at full capacity for these games and it only makes me that much more excited for the first week of the NFL having packed stadiums now i can't i i can't tell you who allowed fans who can't right but it was just great to see the students back in the student sections the the Full of crowds, the stadiums rocking. It, it was just, it was just awesome to see. It was nice to return, feel like it was normal normalcy again. But it also has to be a tough test for a lot of the new guys, e- even if they're heading into their second year because they didn't have to deal with the crowds last yeah. season. So Dude, that's
1: funny you mentioned that, Victor. I was, uh, I was watching UFC. Um, well. I did get to watch this week or this week because I was at a beer Olympics thing Saturday. Maybe that's what you're talking about.
0: Oh, yeah, probably.
1: And we won, by the way, my team. No big deal. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, medals. not
0: because of you. Not because of you. But anyway. Well,
1: again, were you there? Were, you, were, no, were, that's you, were your eyes there? I not think true. so. Okay.
0: It's true. Medals
1: don't lie. Um, <laughs> okay. But no, the UFC fighter said, yeah, I've, I've only fought the Apex. I've never fought with, a, you know, with fans before. So, yeah, that's, that's a real thing with guys, you know?
0: Oh, yeah, dude. I I definitely think it's true. And also, I feel like it's so tough. Like, there's no real way to mimic that. Like, yeah, you can play speakers and all that in in your practice facility or on the field. I I, I get that. But until you're in that crowded, hostile environment, especially, especially, Max, if you're on the road against a conference Mm -hmm. rival like Penn State was. It's like a test. Yeah, exact. school. exactly. Exactly. Do all
1: the practices and stuff, whatever. But yeah. once that it's you know game day, test day, you don't know until you know.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and the other thing that I just want to say real quick about that Wisconsin Penn State game, and I was talking about it to my friend with uh my friend Matt. Wisconsin ran the ball fifty plus times and only threw it like th- thirty something. And the only reason why they threw it that many times was because uh, they got the ball left uh ball yeah. back with. About a minute left, and they needed a touchdown to win the game. Dude, if you run the ball 50-plus times, don't you think play action would open up? I mean, the quarterback, I know nothing about their quarterback, but to run it 50-plus times, that tells me one of two things. A, you really have success on the grand game, which to only have, what was it, 10 points that that doesn't tell me anything. Or two, you really have little to no faith in your quarterback. And and I saw him throw two late interceptions. The last one was just a last second uh attempt, but it just really makes you wonder like fifty plus times and, and the defense was that smart that you couldn't open up the air game. I, I don't know. I just saw I thought it was very well, strange. It's,
1: Victor, it's Wisconsin football. All they care about is offensive linemen around the ball. Yeah, around.
0: that's true. That's, that's true. true. Yeah, and, and that's funny too, that you say it because they were talking about Notre Dame recruiting class and, and how they have like a set group of guys they target. It's just big linemen or secondary guys. I'm like, yeah, you know what's funny? I know Notre Dame is very strict with their recruiting requirements. Maybe they should loosen up a little bit so that they can have skilled players and actually compete with – the top-tier programs. That's just a thought. Maybe, you know, it's great that you're an offensive line factory and producing top-quality cornerbacks and secondary guys, but you know what? That hasn't really paid off for you come playoff time. Maybe open up your programming a little bit. Also, Max, did you see Brian Kelly, the head coach of Nardine, getting hot water? Dude, are people that stupid? Like, what did they – like, I don't know. I I thought it was completely – uh overblown
1: i mean yeah i i don't really i don't know i think i'm probably the wrong guy to ask because i don't really care that much about like a quote like that i mean you know i get what he's saying but i guess in today's world you shouldn't say stuff like that i guess you know so i think that's why you know everybody's fake outrage on twitter too by the way you know everybody's mad about everything all the time it's like you're really really not that mad so that's that's the way I look at
0: it. Well, he said it was an old quote. I'm in favor of execution. Maybe our entire team needs to be executed after tonight. First of all, I read it and I find it funny. For people to get offended I, I or- I thought ass- it was fun. yeah. Yeah, dude, come on. I I'm, Well, it's live
1: TV, so I don't think that probably- I, I don't know. If, I, if, mean, I'm, if I'm guessing why people are really that, mad. it's live TV. And two, like I said, I'm telling you, people are just fake outbreaks about everything anymore. It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I I agree. Uh, again, people people are just looking for anything to raise their arms about nowadays, but yeah, um complain about, yep. Yeah, exactly. But Max, uh I think that's that's more college football than I think we've done since the show has started. Yeah. So, yeah. uh we can move on. Max, I don't have it in here, but before we get to our put up or shut up segment, did you want to talk about at all the incoming Hall of Fame class for the NBA?
1: Yeah, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I'll, I'll make it quick. Um, yeah, I'm happy for Chris Bosch. And then, uh, did you did you um, did you see what Paul Pierce had to say about his Hall of Fame slash ESPN uh, days?
0: Yes, dude, I did. I wanted to send it to you because I thought that was so funny.
1: I, I just don't like. I, I wanted to, you know, I, I didn't want to, you know, go on a rant on Twitter today. I don't know. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna take it easy. But did ESPN tell you to make a jackass out of yourself when it became to uh, just randomly say you had a better career than Dwayne Wade? Well, yeah, that, that yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and Paul, if anybody's talking more about LeBron James, it's you. Just because you work for ESPN, you know. Now, mind you, yeah, does ESPN do that with LeBron? Yeah, I get where he's coming from. But, you know, let's not act like he, he him and those Celtics guys, they just randomly talk about LeBron at all times. I mean, look at what Street Wallace said today. The, the, uh, no, what He said. LeBron said that LeBron couldn't last or he'd be a different type of player in their era. Mind you, LeBron played in Rasheed's era and scored 25 straight points against the Pistons to go to the finals back in 07. So that's the same era Rashid Wallace was talking about. And I love Rashid Wallace, but I don't know what the hell these old guys are talking about anymore. But like that generation of ball players, I don't know. They think they're like, I don't know. They think that era is the toughest era to play.
0: Well, dude. I don't get it. Dude, I I mean, you don't get it at all. It's not like they're completely off. The only thing I'll say and disagree with Arushi Wallace, I truly think you look at LeBron's physical stature, right? And he would adapt to any era he was in. Now, again, that's easy to say because he doesn't have to. He was
1: bigger. He's bigger than Bill Russell. Bill Russell is 6'9, 220. LeBron's LeBron's 6'9, 270. Did you hear what I just said,
0: Max? I said that he would adapt to any era that no, he these, was playing. It's just that
1: era and these old people. It's just like, he, oh my God, this and that. It's like, do you do you see how big these guys are today?
0: I agree, but I also get their point, Max, because let's also be honest. As big as LeBron is, he flops when the guy half his size uh, touches him.
1: Oh yeah, but why does he flop though, Victor? That's a different question. That's a, a different agreed. question. Why does he flop?
0: A, a, agreed. And that's that, again, attributes to my point, it's the era in which he plays in.
1: You're gonna get. You're gonna do things that you know you can get away
0: with. Exactly.
1: And NBA, you know. So that, exactly. that's yeah. That, that's referees bullshit. They pull.
0: No, exactly. But but that's but that's what I mean by LeBron does this yeah. now because he knows what the game is. However, if he played even a decade or two decades ago, I mean, he did play a decade ago. I apologize. Yeah. But <laughs> two two three decades ago, I still think that he's a physical specimen that would have had his. Maybe not his way, but still would be one of the best players in the league, if not the best.
1: But um, no, yeah. Um, but Paul Pierce said that if they if he didn't make the Hall of Fame because of that video, then I would have been the biggest snub in NBA history. And I was just like, dude, are you, are you like that ass? <laughs> or, like Paul Pierce is, you know, I don't like the guy. He was a very, he was a really good player, especially before the big three era. He put up a lot of good numbers and some playoff runs when it was just him and Antoine Walker. So, you know, uh, he was a good player. But ever since the big three happened, this man has been so butthurt about everything when it comes to Miami, LeBron, the D Wave. And it's like, what, I don't know what he's going for. I have no idea.
0: Yeah, dude. Also, he, like, kind of should be thankful for them because people always look at, Miami's big three being the first and it really was the Celtics who started the super team. Well, I,
1: I go back on that, honestly. I, I go back to the 80s. I mean, what the hell was yeah. Johnson worthy and career? Yeah, you know, yeah. it's yeah. But no, you're right. In, in modern NBA, it definitely is the Celtics' big three. You know, that happened modern times. But, um, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I used you know, when I was in middle school younger than that, I used to like Paul Pierce. I liked his game. But, um, like I said, ever since the big three air happened, that man has just been so upset about the heat, like all the things I named up, and I, I don't get it. Like, oh. yeah, I know you guys are competing for the same thing, but it's like, do you hear anybody from Miami speak about the Celtics at all?
0: No, no.
1: Well, you know they're what? Still mad at, they're so mad at Ray Allen. For yeah,
0: what? I, I was just about to say too. That's part of the reason why there's so much hatred for the Miami Heat, too. First off, they ended their run. Second off, they yeah. stole one of their pieces. One of their... And in Brooklyn,
1: too. Let's not forget that, Vic In Brooklyn. Uh, the, the big yes. race last year. Fort no, I know. No, I know.
0: Yeah. I know. And
1: you know what's another thing, too, about the Ray Allen thing? Going yeah. to Miami? Is that no one talks about this because nobody cares about history anymore. But that's fine. Uh, when Ray Allen was going to go to Miami, does anybody remember when Boston signs Jason Carey before Ray Allen? That's true, yep. Do people remember how Avery Bradley was starting as a shooting guard for Boston and not Ray Allen? Ray Allen was coming off the bench during the end of his run in Boston. They signed Leandro Barbosa, too, before Ray Allen went to Miami. So where was he going to play? You <laughs> tell him but no, but like these, you know, it's like these things don't matter. You get KG's ass still mad about it, and Rondo. I mean, what I don't care about Rondo. Oh, uh, dude, remember. Rondo's
0: a joke. Rondo. Yeah.
1: But you know, what I mean, it's just like, and then you got guys like Kent Perkins and uh, Glenn Davis on the team. Like Glen Davis, you're on, you're off the team. And oh wait, when Ray Allen left, you weren't even. You're like in Orlando, so you know, what I mean, like, shut the hell up, don't talk. Yeah. But like you know, it was like uh, people forget, like Jason Terry was on the Celtics. Landry Bosa was. Avery Bradley was the starting two guard for them, and it's like, well, Ray Allen left to go to the Heat. Well, yeah. Look at his position. Where's he gonna play?
0: I just think it's so funny for a team that only won one yeah. title. They you, they, you
1: think they control the decade the way they talk?
0: Exactly, and they think so much higher of themselves than what they actually produced.
1: KG is the same thing with me. I, KG was one of my favorite players in Minnesota. When he went to Boston, even when he won the championship, I still liked KG. I was happy for KG. I'm like, you know, he dealt with a lot of bullshit. He was, you know, he was like the first loyal athlete that I can remember. Cause like you know, he stuck in Minnesota way too long and they got the Boston. I was for him, but again, victory happened and he's just don't shut the hell up. I remember he wanted Bill Simmons' podcast and he was just, Oh, we own LeBron, you know, we 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 did this. And that. Oh, and yeah, like, well, dude, yeah. I'm like, Dude, yeah, I know, I know you guys beat him a couple times, but, but let's go back and see. It was him and Mo Williams one year, <laughs> it was on his team. Like, oh, good job, guys. And, and, and then he, what happened? What happened when uh, everyone went to Miami and you guys said, You know, what happened to Miami? You guys lost in five.
0: And, and here's the thing, too, Max, right? And, and I get it. At the end of the day, it's all about who wins and who loses, right? But it's not like they were exactly shutting down LeBron. Like, LeBron was still doing his thing. It's the fact that LeBron played with four other nobodies on his roster while they had KG, they had Ray Allen, they had Paul Pierce to go against one man. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah
1: no yeah that's not yeah no that's that's a good point Victor no yeah yeah I don't know that that team is so um but yeah we, I've done enough talking about them no I'm, I, I'm really happy
0: okay well, go ahead uh, sorry I just really want to deconstruct the Pierce thing that not, not too much but Max I'll be honest with you I started by hating it right when he goes the vi- uh when in the in the little blurb that um was tweeted out by. Uh, soap on them, Paul Pierce out here just vibing. It has a little piece of the article, right? The video. Industry sources told Sports Illustrated was the last straw. "Quote: I was done with them anyway." End quote. Says Pierce between pulls of lemon mint. Dude, Paul Pierce acting like he was done with ESPN. After they fired him, like, give me a break, Pierce. Yeah, like,
1: no, that's, that's just like, yeah, he's just, you know, that's classic. Well, you know, I didn't want to be with him anyways when somebody broke up with you.
0: Yeah, you know? <laughs> it, it wasn't a great fit. There's a lot of stuff over there that you can't say. Dude, give me a break. The fact that you said uh, Dwayne, uh, that you were better than Dwayne Wade, scares yeah. me with what you could have said if they were holding yeah. you back. But, but here's where I do agree with him a little bit, Max, is talking about the video. Come on! I didn't do anything illegal. I agree. when When you watch yeah. the video, was it was it you know technically appropriate? No, but it's not like he was doing drugs in the video. It's not like he was doing anything illegal. So and and, and he goes on to say all of these other guys are doing it, which is true, right? But my thing is, why do Don't you need it. to? videotape yourself like just yeah. enjoy like if you're really having a good time just enjoy yourself don't don't put yourself in the sticky situation like that but so like as much as i don't like him i i do i i thought that li- that little piece from the article there were points i agreed with and then points i didn't agree with or
1: no i yeah i agree with that too yeah with what he's saying but at the same time you have to know yes is a disney you
0: know is that true jam-based. yeah yeah no you
1: know? so th- that's different it's not like it's just like tnt when they'd be like oh jesus charles is doing thing, yeah you know, whatever. <laughs> but like you know it's a different company at the end of the day you know that's... what i mean so like that's nothing paul you have to realize and you're you're a grown-ass man why are you recording yourself doing that like are you 20 years old yeah and <laughs> like wh- wh- why are you doing that
0: and here's the thing you got like
1: recording it you can do that that's fine you didn't do anything wrong but like yeah bro you're like 40 years old <laughs>
0: like yeah
1: don't record that you want to do it do it You're behind closed doors.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you got girls shaking your ass, maybe put the videotape down and focus a little bit more on them and you'll have an even better time, Paul. But, anyway, Max, you know who I'm really happy for? Uh, Obviously, Chris Bosh, but Chris Webber. Obviously, he's had a very... A little overdue. A little overdue, very difficult playing career at times, even going back to his Fab Five days. Max, you want to talk about another great 30 for 30 Fab Five Incredible yep. story. I, I was locked into that. Uh, very happy for Chris Weber, Jay Wright of Villanova, the head coach. Um, like you, like we talked about Paul Pierce. So again, I think a very deserving class. But I, I am very happy for Chris Weber. Oh, and the uh, Ben Wallace. I'm sorry, Ben Wallace. Max, yeah,
1: ben Watson, uh,
0: another great documentary. I, I think you watched it, all right? Mouse in the Palace. Yep. What an incredible story, dude. So much. About those players I did not know about. So much of that story I did not know about. I highly recommend it. If you guys haven't watched already, Malice and Palace on Netflix, great documentary. But all right, Max, let's get into some football. Your idea. Let's start it off. Put up or shut up. Who's facing the most pressure? Who needs to show themselves, show their worth this upcoming season? Let's start it with you, Max. Number three.
1: Yeah, no run. Number three for me is, uh, I mean, it's 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 gotta be Tua in my eyes. It's gotta be put for or for Tua. Um, if Sean Watson, if these things, you know, weren't out in the open about him, I I don't care what anybody says from Dolphins or Dolphins Twitter because everyone's an expert on there apparently. But um,
0: <laughs> yeah, I
1: think to I think I think the Sean Watson would definitely be Miami's quarterback um, if you know he was not accused of what he's been accused of. So yeah, I think it's a big year for Tua. But um, you know, I was I I thought Tua, I thought Tua was a lot better in college than the NFL. I get it, it's a learning curve. But he just the ball didn't pop out of his hands. I mind you, it was one year I get that. Um, but you know, when Ryan when Fitzpatrick came in there, the offense was moving downfield and this and that. Whatever, when Tua was in there, I didn't see as much besides the one Cardinals game I believe that happened last year that he was pretty good in. But yeah, it's not the first against Tua. But I mean, it's basically the Dolphins fan base think this guy's the second coming guy, and I think he's just a above average quarterback right now. And the Dolphins have a good roster, too. So, you know, they could be a quarterback away from really being contenders.
0: Agreed, Max. I, I couldn't I, I couldn't have said it better myself. Like you said, Watson, if, if he didn't have the off-field accusations against him right now, I think that he would be in Miami right now. And they would have traded away their past, just this year's past draft picks because they had a couple in the first round. I think he would have been a lock in Miami. And you're right. Uh, Dolphins have talent. That quarterback Tua needs to take that second year step. He struggled in year one. Fitzpatrick had to come bail him out a couple of times. Uh, not this time around. If the, he's going to be the franchise quarterback moving forward, he needs to show that this season. There's there's a lot of a lot of expectations for Miami, and Tua needs to meet those.
1: Yeah. Before you go, I think sure. I know two out of two out of the three you pick. But I'm, I'm I'll wait until the end if I'm right or not.
0: Okay, yeah, you will, Max, because it is my list. But number three, Max, Odell Beckham Jr. Here's why. As a Giants fan, all I heard once he was traded, oh, he's going to have so much more success. Eli was holding him back. He came out and said some stuff about Eli, his time with the Giants, right? And, Max, let me remind you, I do not hate Odell Beckham Jr., right? Right. I do think he was a very exciting, electrifying player when he was with the Giants. I do. However, I think he was very overrated, overhyped at times and as many great catches as he had, I've said this, as many great catches as he's had, I can show you a big drop that he had with the Giants, right? And all I heard when he went to Cleveland was that his career, he was going to have more success. Well, Max. Since he was traded to Cleveland, he's yet to match any of his receiving yards that he had with the Giants. Last season, he missed more than half the season due to injuries, and the Browns still had success on offense. Max, he better put the Browns over the top on the offensive side of the ball, or he's going to be on his way out the following offseason. His value will still be high, and the Browns will look to fill other holes on their team by trading him away. He has a lot of pressure on him heading into the season. There's a big drop-off when Mayfield is targeting him versus other receivers on that team. Odell Beckham Jr., number three for May.
1: Yeah, no, that, that's definitely a good one. He, this has been a quiet uh, offseason for uh, OBJ. I have really heard much from him. Have you?
0: Um. Was it this off season that there was a rumor he liked to get pooped on?
1: Oh yeah,
0: yeah. I, think a <laughs> uh, I mean, it's the media. Who knows if it's true? And not- no, I. Um, I'm I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, for the most part. I mean, again, always the little like, oh, it's me against the world type of thing. When really no one's saying anything or people are making valid points. Against him, but
1: I mean, he's going through rehab. You got any reason you've got to get up in the morning, rehab? You know, I guess so that's one way to look at it. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. So I would say on the relatively quieter side, yeah, not not a bad, uh, not a bad take. Okay, Max, who's next for you?
1: Number two for me. This is one of my least favorite quarterbacks. Um, I just think we got a douchebag. I, I think he's a phony. Uh, Derek Carr, and I'll put one A or one B, John Gruden, two on that list. Um, this rave experiment hasn't been like what everyone thought it would be. Um, you know, the Raiders are always pretty good and then towards the, end, the tail end of the season, they uh there's just always a game short or two. And Derek Carr, you know, I think I don't care what anybody says, Gruden would get another quarterback in a heartbeat if he actually could. That'd be better than Derek Carr. I don't think that's really a good fit. Um and yeah, I'm just, I'm just gonna say I'm tired of Derek Carr every year telling me how good he is and how this and that and but yeah, it seems, you know, they haven't been in the playoffs in a while. And for Gruden, like, what is this, year four, year five for him now? Um, You've got to make the playoffs sooner or later. And, like, you know, same thing with uh, the GM Mayo, Like, the Raiders just in general. Like, you know, they're I think, you know, they got to shut up because they got this big-ass stadium that's really nice. And it's just, you know, you, you got to win. You, you, you can have this and do that. And Derek Carr says, well, you know, I'm a Raider through and through and you know, this and that, whatever. Well, if, if Aaron Rodgers was available in a trade, you know, they would trade your ass in a heartbeat for him. So, you know. But, yeah, I think Derek Carr is in a hot seat
0: this year. Max, I love everything you just said. I I agree with you on Gruden and Carr's relationship. I do. Now, the only thing I don't know if I agree – like. I do think that they've had opportunities. But whether they've just been hesitant or deals just have not worked out, or I, I don't know. I just feel like Gruden has been linked to many quarterbacks, whether it's been through free agency or the draft. But they remain with Carr, so I don't really understand it. I don't think that they—I I think it's mutual. I, I, I don't know— that Carr's happy with Gruden or Gruden's happy with Carr, right? Here's where I disagree with you. And I agree with you on Mayak, too. Gruden signed an absurd 10 year contract ahead of the 2018 season, right? He's posted yeah. a 19 and 29 record without having earned a spot in the playoffs through three seasons. Are you really going to fire the man? Not even halfway through the contract? Now, I agree, Max. I, I I think that any other contract, if he wasn't gone last year... He yeah, he be, have
1: this big contract, yeah.
0: He would be on the hot seat, definitely heading into this season. But six years left, are you really going to fire him? That's my only thing. That's yeah, my only question.
1: Yeah, the contract is really helping him out for at least another two years, probably.
0: Yeah, so that that's why I mean he, he has not earned any of that contract whatsoever. No. And I agree with you, Max, in any other circumstance, but I, I just don't see it. I don't. I'm and I'll, sorry. And
1: honestly, Victor, if I'm you know, I would not be selfish. I want him back on Monday night football.
0: <laughs> oh my god, yeah, dude. He was great. Even though even though Max, uh that new guy that they have, um uh fuck. It's going to kill me. I, I want to say it's like Brian Williams, but I was reading him and Gruden did not get along. Gruden was very focused on the game, did not want the bullshit type of thing. And there'd be times where the, I, I'm looking it up now, but the announcer would ask him questions and Gruden would just flat out ignore him. And just uh, say another point, which I think is great. I think we need more of that. Uh, and Gruden, I, I, would,
1: I want Monday Night to be Gruden and Mel Kuyper Jr. That's what I want on there.
0: Really, Mel Kuiper Jr.
1: Only because do you remember how they used to go at it during the NFL? That's
0: basketball? true. Yeah, and yeah. I
1: think that'd be hilarious if they went at during the game about like certain players and like what their schemes and all that. Yeah, I think it'd be hilarious.
0: Yeah, that that's not. Yeah, that that would be pretty good. Uh, it was. Sorry. Two thousand Sean McDonough Sean McDonough yeah yeah yeah
1: I remember that one video when the Chiefs got a touchdown and he like lost his voice
0: yes yes yeah 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 (laughs) but yeah I I was reading a thing and Sean McDonough and Gruden yeah I heard that yeah did not get get along too much yeah which I mean McDonough was fine I I no one. I never want to see Booger back on the Monday Night Football crew, but that's besides the point. Anyway, Max, uh, since you did it, I'm going to cheat as well. I'm going to do 2A, 2B. Uh, Kyler Murray, uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Okay. Murray, you've been given great talent, okay? DeAndre Hopkins, arguably the best wide receiver in the league. Give you more help than AJ Green. They, They... made that defense better. Kingsbury, you're supposed to be a quarterback guru. I I haven't seen enough to be a believer in either of them. Okay, and I understand that they play in a tough division, right? But if this was a major market team, there'd be a lot more pressure on them. Uh a lot more expectations for results. Uh there's been a lot of talent brought onto this roster. They gotta produce in year two. The uh year well, I'm sorry, year three with this combo but with the more talent that they've added, they they need to uh, have a winning season and make the playoffs in my opinion.
1: Uh well, that was my number one victory, so I appreciate
0: it. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, anything to add on to that?
1: <laughs> no, yeah, um I I'll be honest with you, I think Murray's a good quarterback, but I don't get this big thing for the media and just people like, Oh Murray's so good and this and that, whatever. Yeah, he's good, don't get me wrong. But I just like I don't know. I just there's just something about that team and him. It might be, you know, it might even be him to be fair. It might even be, um, like you said, the head coach, who I think is definitely on the odds with this year. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's uh, yeah, there's something off about Murray to me. I, I, not off, but I don't know if there's something. I just, I don't know if he can win. I don't know if he can get your team far enough.
0: Honestly. I mean, Max, you, you take a look at it, right? And both seasons first year five ten and one, and then eight and eight as a starter he's heading into year third yet to throw over four thousand passing yards. he has twelve seasons in both of those uh both of those seasons he did go from twenty touchdowns to twenty six touchdowns, but again he has to do more max i I think that he has too much offensive talent to just be average or so so and and again, maybe I'm being a little harsh on him, but uh, for the way the media hypes him up, I, I don't think that he's deserving yeah, of that's, it.
1: You know that might—that's what might might be too. The media is just knowing about certain players, and you know we we all do it. Sometimes we get annoyed at the player because the media's annoying. But yeah, I, I don't. It's it's kind of the case, but Murray, I don't know. It's just I can't put my finger around what the issue. But there's just some about like I don't know if he can win your games that much.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. But Max, um, number one for me. And it, it would be a two, uh, 1A, 1B situation, but I'll stick with one, Matt Stafford. I, I don't think that there's any no, I knew question. That was I don't think that there's any question. 12 years in the league, has never won a playoff game, right? And all of a sudden he's going to be the savior for the LA Rams. Uh, did I miss something? When was this Tom Brady going to Tampa 2.0? Okay, And the other guy I would say that there's a little pressure on, even though, again, I think that he's a good coach. But the way that oh, anyone related to him or anyone with connections with him is going to be the nice best thing, Sean McVay. You got your quarterback, right? Upgrade over Jared Goff, which I would love. I would love nothing more than to see Jared Goff go off. I don't think that that's going to happen, Max. But Matt Stafford being the answer, you know what? Let's see it. Put up or shut up, Matt Stafford. Yeah, there you go. You get a you get away with it. You get away with not winning a playoff game for over a decade because of the Detroit Lions. All right. Well, you've been handed a golden opportunity to prove me wrong with the LA Rams, most talented roster that you've ever had. A stacked defense, a a strong offense. There's there's talent on the offensive side of the ball. Yes, I know Cam Akers went down, but still solid receivers. Go out and prove yourself, Matt Stafford. Put up or shut up. And Max, I don't know about you, but this was a good preseason one. We might continue this throughout the season if guys struggle at points and they need to have a yeah, big no, I game.
1: Think, I think we can like midway through the year, like week eight or something, week six or yeah. something like
0: that. Yeah, definitely. All right, Max, and let's uh let's move on to some games because I, I think that there's a couple of uh couple of interesting storylines. Obviously, Max Thursday night. Cowboys against the Buccaneers. Dak returning from his injury last season. He's starting for the Cowboys. Mike McCarthy heads into year two. A lot of expectations for the so-called America's team. Uh, Buccaneers obviously defending Super Bowl champs around the rest of the league. The Lions take on the 49ers. Jared Goff makes his debut for Detroit. New head coach Dan Campbell. Like we said, the Cardinals facing the Titans. Julio Jones makes his Titans debut. Seahawks-Colts. Wentz making his debut with Indianapolis. Chargers- Oh, uh, Wentz,
1: Wentz is playing?
0: Is Wentz definitely playing? I don't
1: know. That's why I asked. I don't know if it was th- or
0: not. I thought he was, but I'll look at that real quick. Jets-Panthers. Darnold looking for his revenge, but it's also the star of the Wilson-Robert Sella era. Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence, Urban Meyer make their debut against the Texans. How about how about Tyrod Taylor again the start for Houston? I'm rooting for him. Browns, Chiefs, AFC divisional rematch between those two teams. Dolphins, Patriots, two former Alabama quarterbacks going head to head after the Patriots made Mac Jones the starter. Dolphins starting Tua, Green Bay, and the Saints get underway in the post Drew Brees era. Obviously, the Broncos and Giants. I'm going to that game, so I'm very excited. Chicago at the Rams, and then finally Monday night. Oh, dude, Monday night? They're not doing a double? That sucks. They always do a double Monday night yeah. game to start oh, off the wow, season. Oh, not this year. Oh. That sucks. That's just fun, Max, any of the games I just said you're really excited for? It could be the Jets. It could be another game. It could be <laughs> yeah, anything. Yeah, no.
1: Um, I'm excited for the uh, browns Chiefs game, honestly.
0: Brown Streets, Yeah, I mean, I think it will be yeah. a good test right off the bat to see where yeah, Cleveland both. is yeah. in the AFC. I agree with that.
1: I really like that game. What about you?
0: Yeah, no, I like that game. I I mean, obviously the first game of the season, I'm always excited for the Cowboys-Buccaneers. Yeah. I think that has an opportunity. No, that's, that's a pretty good game, too. That has an opportunity to be a offensive uh, shootout. You know, take a look at the rest. Like, I feel like I'm excited for the wrong reasons in the Packers-Saints game because, you know, Max, if if the, if the we did five, I was going to include him. I think Jameis Winston is going to struggle. I really do not think that he is the answer for the Saints. I, I think that he's a joke of a quarterback. Other than that, um, you know, Sam Darnold going against his former team, I think is a cool storyline. I think that he's another player that could have some pressure heading into the season, definitely has some pressure. Heading into the season. And he's a guy that I do think will have a breakout season. But I I don't know, Max. Honestly, I'm just really excited for the season as a whole. I think that week one has some cool storylines. But if I had to say, it's the Brown Chiefs or Dolphins Patriots just because the two Alabama quarterbacks going against each other. But um, if you don't have anything else, let's get into our picks. Yeah. All right. So, Max, I promise... On my life, I am going to record these so that we can keep track with our records throughout the season. I'm going to say that last year, by default, I had the most wins. It only makes the most sense, so I will allow <laughs> you to go first. Cowboys against the Buccaneers.
1: I'm going to go with the Buccaneers on this one.
0: Yeah, Max, I'm I'm going for I'm going with the Buc- Buccaneers too. Uh, obviously, defending Super Bowl champions love to host the first game of the season, and I don't think this is a game that Brady allows uh, the Bucks to lose. So I'm going with the Bucks too. Next up, it is the on, I lost my tab. Eagles Falcons.
1: I'm going with uh, Atlanta.
0: I'm going with Atlanta too. I, I really don't expect much from either of these two teams. I think that the Eagles will be one of the worst teams in the league, while the Falcons, I think they'll be middle of the road. I think their yeah. offense will keep them in games, but their defense will lose them a good amount. Um. So we're both on the Bucks. We're both on the Eagles. Who do you have in the Steelers-Bills game? This could be... You know, this has the makings of a good game, but I want to get your thoughts. Yeah, uh,
1: you know that's another kind of a sleeper good game, potentially. Uh, I'm going with Buffalo.
0: Yeah, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm going Buffalo 2. Uh, I think that the Steelers will take a big step off. Now, again, the only reason why I say uh, why I have a little doubt in that is I do think that Mike Tomlin is a very good football yeah. coach. So I could see him making the Steelers play better than they actually are. But I'm going with the Bills in this week one matchup too. Vikings at Bengals.
1: I'm going with Cincinnati.
0: Damn, I was going to do that too. So to mix things up, I'll go Minnesota too. <laughs> I think that offense... Uh, is too too much for the Bengals to slow down, and and again, Max, remember Vikings getting healthy on defense. We we that Bengals offensive line is still a big question mark. Burrow coming back from injury. I, I'll go with the Vikings here.
1: Have you read some of the stories from Vikings fan? No, what? I I don't like that locker room right now. Oh, dude, a Vikings fan, yeah. I... There's a lot of stuff going on. You know, the whole Kirk Cousins vaccination thing and the, the, the coach Zimmer is like really like pleading to his guys' vaccination. And it's just like, you know, guys are going at Cousins and locker room about it. Like, you know, I, I guess Cousins is being very like, you know, in everyone's face is about like not getting a vaccine. So I guess that's like pissing people off. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the locker room kind of matters to a certain extent. So I think, I don't know. I, I know you're, I know you like, you said Minnesota this year, but I, I don't know. I feel like it's just going to be a weird year for them.
0: No, I think that's a great point, Max. And honestly, I haven't. I, so I guess I lied to you a little bit. I, I've i seen stuff. And when I say I've seen stuff, I mean I've seen the Kirk Cousins stuff. And I imagine yeah. – and, and I have seen Zimmer uh, preaching to his guys to get vaccinated and all that. But I haven't read too much into it. But you're right. That could be a big locker room issue. And here's the thing, Max, right? I I was talking with Oliver, uh, my friend Oliver, uh, a week or two back, right? And I said that Cam Newton has only been a name for the last six years. And then he said Eli Manning was for the last uh, seven years of his career, right? And Kirk Cousins only makes news when he has some conservative take that he has or believes in. And the only thing I've heard about Kirk Cousins this offseason is he's not getting the vaccine and he's installing plexiglass into the quarterback room. Now, Max, here's my question. And and I said this. Listen, if you want to force your team to forfeit games, lose games, and take out your grandma all at the same time, by all means, go for it. But, Max, I'm confused by one thing. Zach Martin is out for the Cowboys in the season opener because he's on the COVID list, right? When, is it the day of games that they're going to decide to cancel or postpone games and then possibly yeah, I that's, forfeit? That's
1: good point. I, yeah, I don't know. That's a good point.
0: Because, I mean, I understand if everyone else tests a negative, then you can continue with the game. But I want to know the deadline. I want to know the timeline in which the players need to be negative so that the game can continue type of thing. I, I, I'm I, still uh, iffy about that, but yeah. but no, Max, I think you raise a very valid point, a very good point. We'll see how that locker room and Max, again, the whole thing could blow up if that worst case scenario happens for Kirk Cousins and the Vikings, if he contracts COVID and then has to force the Vikings to forfeit that game, he may never get the locker room back.
1: Yeah. No, that's, yeah, that, you know, especially in NFL locker room, there's a lot of guys percentage in there, and if Cousins is really pissing them off, they're not going to want to play hard for him.
0: Exactly. You know? Exactly. So, a good point, but I still have the Vikings in this one. 49ers at the Lions, Max.
1: I'm going with the 49ers. I think it's, hopefully this is an easy one for them.
0: Yeah, Max, I think that, right, with the Texans, the Lions could be one of, if not the worst teams in the league, and... Max, another player that has some pressure on his shoulders heading into the season, Jimmy Garoppolo. Remember, the, the 49ers traded a lot to move up and yeah. select Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. He's breathing on Garoppolo's neck right now. Garoppolo needs to come out strong, and I, 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 I think he will. I think he will. They're very high on him this past camp, saying that he's played the best ball that he's had since joining the 49ers. I think he's going to keep his job for a while. Cardinals at the Titans, Max.
1: I'm going this is another underrated game too. Um I'm going Tennessee though. I'm I'm going Tennessee.
0: Yeah, Max, just because I'm not a fan of either of them, I'm going Tennessee as well. I I'm interested I'm interested to see how Julio fits into this Titans offense if it makes Tannehill's job. Easier and to get Max, I mean, I could have, I could have named ten quarterbacks. Ryan Tannehill, put up a shut up, my man. Uh, I don't think that they get. Yeah, you,
1: you got it real hard on for uh, Ryan Tannehill. Yeah,
0: they will not get back to the championship game as long as Tannehill is their quarterback. Seahawks at the Colts. Oh,
1: did you find out who's playing? Oh,
0: I so I pulled it up and then you distracted me. So. Uh-huh. Uh okay, the Indianapolis Colts. Okay, the Colts were planning to go into the season with Carson Wentz as the starting quarterback, but thanks to some residual bad luck that appears to have followed him over, we still don't have a definitive answer on that front.
1: Okay, I go Seattle then.
0: And then now I'm seeing something that says right on track to start Week One against the Colts, uh, against the Seahawks. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Optimistic. All right. Uh, let's say he is. Let's say he is. And if we're, okay, if I'm wrong, I'll take the blame. And remember, this was recorded um, about five oh, yeah. days before.
1: Um, I'm going to go Seattle.
0: Yeah, Max, I'm going to go Seattle as well. Uh, I mean, another guy that has – he's getting his fresh start with the team. Hi, I think the ro- the roster for the Colts is very good on both sides of the ball. I know they, that they've had some injuries, including Wentz, to start uh, uh, during the preseason, during training camp. But there's still expectations of this team. Uh, but I'm going with a week one loss for them. I'm going with the Seahawks. Chargers at Washington, Max.
1: I'm going to
0: go with Washington. Wow, okay. Okay, I'll I'll go with the Chargers, Max. I, I have been making the wild card. I, I think that Herbert is the real deal. I'm not just saying that. Also, it'd be nice for Washington to lose game one. But anyway, um, Jets at the Panthers, Max. Who do you got? I'm going
1: with Carolina.
0: Really? No faith in the rookie gunslinger?
1: It's the defense. Their secondary is got awful. They're going to get torched.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, their secondary is a big
1: question mark.
0: Yeah, be honest, Victor, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going with the Panthers, too. I think that they're a team to watch that could surprise some people, honestly. All right, Max, Jaguars at the Texans. Urban Meyer, Trevor Lawrence debuts. Tyrod Taylor starting for the Texans. What do you got, Max?
1: I think this is going to be a really ugly game. So do Um, I. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm going to go with
0: Jacksonville. Max, I'll make things interesting. I'll go with Houston. Uh, I, I I don't... I could see it. I, I don't could
1: see a week one uh, upset.
0: Yeah, I, I don't like that selection, but just to make things a little interesting, I'll go with the Texans. Browns at the Chiefs. Like I said, rematch of the AFC Divisional yep. Round. Who you got?
1: I'm going Kansas City.
0: Yeah, I'm going uh, Chiefs, too. I think it will be a good game. I just have the Chiefs um, pulling away late in this one. Dolphins at Patriots. Like I said, two former Alabama quarterbacks going head-to-head. Who do you have, Max?
1: I'm going with the the Patriots.
0: Yeah, I'm going with the Patriots, too. I like them at home. And they're getting some key defensive starters back. I'm going with the Pats. Packers at the Saints.
1: Uh, Green Bay.
0: Yeah, I'm going Green Bay too. Uh, even though the Saints are at home, I don't like Jameis Winston as their quarterback, and who the hell knows? No, they're
1: like in Jacksonville, aren't they?
0: What happened?
1: Yeah, they're playing like in Jacksonville. I think this game because of the uh, oh, the sh-
0: yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right because of Hurricane Ida, which was devastating. Very yeah. sad. Hey, Max, you didn't get hit at all by it, right? No. Yeah, no. Um, that was really sad, but. That's a good point, but now nah, I'm going Green Bay. I'm going with Green Bay. Uh, who God only knows what they're going to do with their, like, uh, what's called Switchblade, Taysom Hill. I mean, yeah. they gave him a four-year, $140 court, uh, contract. The, the man, uh, yeah, what a joke. Broncos at the Giants. Max, you better get the right answer with this one. I am actually going with the Giants, really, or not. The G-Man. I'm so excited to be back at MetLife, even though it's a shithole. I'm so excited to be able to watch my team in person, and I'm excited to see what Daniel Jones does in your 3 Joe Did, judge. You,
1: know, Victor, you could put up Daniel Jones and that put-up or
0: shut-up, too, honestly. Yeah, well, Max, you also had the list, so you could have done that, too. Well, listen. <laughs> but again— Pick, pick it down to three. But again, my big thing with this, with the Giants, is they're all line. So, even if Jones – Yeah, their plays, offensive line
1: pretty bad. Yeah, I'm
0: very nervous about that. Nate <laughs> Soldier starting at right tackle. Good God. Bears at the Rams. Max, how the hell – how the hell was Bears and Rams the first Sunday night game? Could you explain that to me?
1: Yeah, that I, – I thought it should have been Kansas City, Cleveland. Yeah. Today.
0: I mean, the only thing the only thing that I think goes into it, Max, is since it's week one, people are going to tune in no matter what it is just yeah, because just they're excited to have football way. back. But I'm sorry. Still, Bears-Rams, I feel like I named three better matchups at least that could have been yeah. Sunday night. No,
1: yeah.
0: And, Max, I think we're on the Rams. Yeah. Yeah. But
1: you know what, though, would it be kind of cool? I mean, I don't know if they will, because I think Matt Nagy's probably going to be the first head coach to get fired this year, uh, if Fields got into play.
0: Yeah, I was just about to ask how early you think he gets in uh, as starter. I'm I'm going to say, like,
1: maybe week three.
0: Yeah, I, I was about to say week six, and then I'm like, I really think Dalton's going to struggle. Dalton, right? I know. What are
1: you doing with Andy Dalton? I know. A really good backup to have, you know, like on a team that's like one now. But yeah. Like, Chicago. What are you doing?
0: Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. So yeah, I, I think that by week four definitely he's Fields is in. And then finally Max the Monday Night Football again, very disappointing. it's not a doubleheader, but Ravens at the Raiders.
1: I'm going with uh, Baltimore.
0: I think the Raiders are gonna keep it closer than people expect, but I'm going yeah, with Yeah,
1: they play they play they play ugly football. They they keep it slow. Yeah. You know, they can win. I mean, yeah, they could keep Lamar off the field, you
0: know. Yep. No, I'm going with the Ravens, too. Um, but, Max, that'll do it. And uh, you got any plans for the first week? Are you going to watch it with friends or just at home?
1: Yeah, I'll probably just watch it at home, uh, get Chinese food, and just, you know, relax.
0: Yeah, Football but, season, you know? Yeah, dude, I, I can't wait. Thursday night, I'm, I'm ordering myself a fat man's meal and just plopping myself on the couch. I can't wait. What are
1: you getting, you know, on top of your head right now, or you got to look at it, Well, all right,
0: crazy. so here's the thing. I have a doctor's appointment in the city on friday so i'm okay. going i'm going back and uh thursday night and watching it at my friends who live in the city and okay. i i don't see myself getting anything other than pizza but if they throw out a good wing place i wouldn't be opposed to that either
1: i was going to say you don't seem like a sushi guy cuz you're in the city they got the sushi
0: I like sushi. I like sushi. Oh, okay. Even though, well, dude, you know what's one of the funniest things from The Sopranos is how... Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I don't even have to they say it. Lo-
1: <laughs> they, they, no, they love, they love, well, that too. But remember, she's a six, Tony's at that one restaurant 24-7. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Carmelo gets pissy at him. It's like, oh, I thought that was our thing. And, you know, that's when Tony gets really, he pats on like 30 pounds.
0: <laughs> but, dude, no, I'm a sushi guy. It's just that... Uh, you know, when I'm watching football, I want some like fatty and like
1: yeah, you know yeah, what I, I mean, what mean.
0: And, and and also sushi. I need like two or three rolls to fill me up, and it's so damn yeah. expensive.
1: Yeah, it's a, yeah, I know, especially when you can get a pizza for twenty bucks, and you know, you can eat, you know.
0: Yeah, exactly. Which, by yeah. the way, a goal of mine is to uh finish a whole pod to myself one day. I don't know if I'll ever be able to
1: do that's it. That's a goal. That's a goal to have, Victor. I think you can break it.
0: Yeah, thanks, thanks. But um, Max, thanks again for another great episode. Um, make sure to check out his articles on FanSided, and uh, he has one out today on uh, possible buyout players the Heat could look at. Uh, again, you'll learn a thing or two. A uh, great writer, um, Max. You want to tell him where you can, uh, where they can follow you.
1: Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, Max Marshall
0: one three six. Again, people go check out his articles; uh, it's good stuff. And follow us on Twitter at Old School of Sport. Like us on Facebook, Old School of Sport at Victor Pusteri on Twitter and on Instagram. Until next time, everyone, thanks for tuning in to another edition of Old School of Sport.